0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: And here we are, we are back once again. It's your boy, chase Mr. King. I got my man with me, Sterling Burrow. I got my homegirl, A-Dub, Big Dubs, representing that Buff bills mafia the, the bills mafia babes I, I don't know if i should say bills because i always get corrected like it's the mafia babes and then you know i see the account and it's bills mafia babes and i just get yelled at what is it
0: you know it just depends we just don't want to get yelled at sometimes but you know usually we just say like the bills mafia babes i know that's how our facebook group is that's how our twitter handle is but you know if we're doing like you know pr stuff and like that we try to say mafia babes because we don't want certain entities getting yelled you know yelling at us so
1: got you so y'all do the official thing when it's official time and then yeah. all the other times y'all just wild out okay <laughs> then we got my home girl the co-host of <laughs> i'm sorry the co-host of the football guys uh first of all the mailbag show if y'all don't check it out i'm gonna need y'all to check it out my home girl victoria is is one of the best contributors out there for fantasy football how's it going
2: Yeah, like we were saying earlier, as good as 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 we can be going here. It's a little bit of a somber mood, but I'm sure we'll get into it, I'm sure.
1: We all sound so depressed right before we went live. Everybody's like, yeah, so how do you feel about it? And they're like, uh. So let's start there. Let's start there just first. So we, we just played the Patriots, Monday night football. I was in Buffalo for it. First of all, can I just say, and I'm not superstitious. I'm not superstitious. Now, I wasn't there for the game. I didn't go. But every single time I've been in Buffalo this year, we took a an L and they oh, were L's that we were not supposed to take. We lost against the Steelers week one. We lost against the Patriots just now. And then the last time I was there for the um the Buffalo Rumblings beer release, we played against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: We gotta keep you where you're at. I,
0: think, I, I feel like I, like. like I feel like I'm
1: wearing my welcome out. That's what I feel. <laughs> like
0: we love you and we want you here, just like not during the
1: just just during the off season, huh? just Like coming this yeah. summer. <laughs> I'm with that I'm with that but but let's start here let's start with our guest uh Victoria so just initial thoughts where are you at after Monday night's game and you know it, it was it was it's been a it's been a rough week as far as like the media and even just like the fandom of it uh where are you at right now
2: I think we all just had such high expectations even just going into the season right get to the AFC championship game the Chiefs beat us down then we get a rematch you know a couple of weeks ago and we crushed the Chiefs and we're just on this such a high we're like this is it we're Super Bowl contenders and now I'm kind of indifferent I'm like I don't even, I don't know if I even have it in me to to kind of care as much as the beginning of the season I'm just like you know whatever happens happens now and I hate that I feel that way but we just the expectations were so high and I feel let down.
1: So man, it sucks to hear. That sucks to hear. Where you at with us, girls? I feel like you kind of like based on what you said before we went live, I feel like you kind of in the same spot.
3: Yeah, man, how could you not be? Like when you, when you talk, you know, we we spent the whole off season. Maybe and it's a content creator thing when you spend the whole off season like over analyzing and wishing and hoping and this and that and then, you know, it's like it ain't it, you know? I still have hope for the season, but it's hard to uh you know, it's hard to come to grips with the expectations that that we've all set. It's still there, but uh, twelve weeks into the season, you're really not going to get any better than you are right now. There's just the brevity of the situation. So, um, it's one of those. I'm at a place. The emotional damage has been done. I, I, I'm just. I'm just here to uh, to ride it out and see what happens.
1: Man, y'all, y'all, y'all really, um, I'm worried about y'all. I'm worried about first Victoria, now my man Sterles. Come on, A-Dubs, you got to give me some type of, you got to you got to give me something to look forward to.
0: Man, I don't know. I've been in this. <laughs> I hate being the Debbie Downer too, but it's just like when you, we were doing so good, it's like when we're doing great, we're doing so good. Everyone's excited. You know, everyone's buzzing. You know, we had a lot of national attention and, you know, people hyping us up. And it's like, I feel like we've, like, really kind of declined from that. And it's been really, you know, discouraging, I feel like, for me because it's like, oh, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's like, oh, well, we'll go, you know, to the AFC Championship. And now I'm like, are we even going to make playoffs? Like, it's just so...
3: Oh, oh, dang. (laughs) I'm serious. It's
0: It's true. But there's just some
3: days you're watching, you're just like... Uh, hey, dub. Hey, when she,
1: when she, when she first started, I said, man, it was like, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out to mom. And for for those who don't know, miss Bonnie is, is Joe's is Joe's mom. So therefore she's my mom. Shout out to mom. Uh, we got, we got some, we got some folk in the comments here and, and look, Richard Rush says, man, I'm with you, Sterling. He says, man, we're hurt. We're hurt. And I'll tell you what, that's what it comes down to. And so, so, for those listening to this in podcast form now, this episode is, is called This is a Safe Space. Because what I want to do is, I believe mental health is very important. Emotional well being is very important. And when it comes to this fan base, we are probably, if not the most passionate, we're definitely top three passionate, most passionate fan base in the league. And we take like football is so important to the Buffalo Bills community, the fan base, the city. Like it's, it's so important. So. I want us to get stuff off our chest. It's okay. We can woo out this thing. We can we can go ahead and just air some stuff out. So, let's let's start let's just start in general. So, Tuesday night for the code of conduct, I kind of laid in to Coach McDermott and it was emotional because y'all know I love McDiddy. Like I you know, I gave him a nickname, so you know how much I love him. <sighs> let's talk about the coaching. Let's talk about the coaching. Uh Victoria, how do you feel we're doing this year with the coaching? Like I I Going into the season, everybody's like, Josh is definitely going to regress. Now, if you look at it like very, you know, like if you're going to nitpick the statistics, you can say, you know what? He has more interceptions. He definitely regressed. Okay, fine. I don't really see it like he regressed. I just see it like he got a couple more interceptions because to me, he looks like the same quarterback. But McDermott, Daybo, like I feel like it is not the same type of quality of coaching. Where are you at with the coaching staff?
2: I'm with you and I already told you like even though you laid into them on that pod I agreed with everything that you said and it's really frustrating because you know being in McDermott they kept the team really cohesive and solid going into the season they kept their core pieces they didn't really add or or get rid of a ton of a ton of players and you know, all of us were kind of comfortable with that cause we're like, hey, we made it to the AFC Championship. We're fine. Uh, some of us wanted to draft a running back or t- to uh, to pull one more than Breida. But, I mean, we, we felt good coming into the season. Now, I just feel that Coach Dayball is holding us back. McDermott is coaching timid and scared. I mean, Dayball's offense is one-dimensional right now. and There were so many things in the game on Tuesday where I was just like, what is going on, especially kick the decision to kick a field goal when we were only when it was fourteen to ten and we were only going to be down by one point. I mean, what was that about? That was the old McDermott McDermott was throwing that challenge flag that was a really bad flag on the first down marker where Mac Jones did his quarterback sneak. He's yelling up and down the sidelines at every referee, which is really unlike him. I don't know if he's trying to be something that he's not to fire up the players or others around him. He's throwing players under the bus kind of in his press conferences when he said, you know, I don't trust Stevenson or McKenzie to return punts in this game, et cetera. I, I don't know what is going on with the coaching staff, but I think that's where it lies. And that's where you have to look because we have the same cohesive players as we did last year. So what are we doing differently? It's almost like, we knew who we were last year. We had an identity and now we have no identity right now. And it's kind of scary.
1: It's definitely uncharacteristic of uh Coach McDiddy too, like to it's like he's calling people out publicly. And I'm sure yeah. like you can tell he's the kind of coach that he's you can tell he's honest with his players. So in practice and behind closed doors, I'm sure they hear about themselves. But to do it publicly, we've never heard him kind of come out and, and be like, Well, look. Okay, this is not this and I don't trust this. And I had to get the person that I could, you know, Adubs, how do you how do you see kind of what this cause from from some perspective it kind of looks like we're unraveling, you know, like as a team. Again, I'm I guess I'm a little more positive than the rest of you, but again, this is a safe space. Where are you at? Like how do you how do you see that? Do you do you feel like there's some dysfunction there at the top does it does it kind of just feel like you know what we just had a couple bad losses so we just need to relax or or where are you at
0: yeah and I don't know and I kind of wonder you know is it just you know how much we were hyped up this season is that starting to sink in that like we're not living up to those expectations and I feel like that might be getting in McDiddy's head I'm going to use your nickname for him but I feel like that might be getting in McDiddy's head a little bit and I feel like you know maybe he's not necessarily handling that you know how he probably should, like, even with the whole, you know, I don't trust Stevenson or McKenzie, I thought that was so surprising, because a few weeks ago, there was just a clip where he was, like, really, you know, kind of praising Isaiah McKenzie, and kind of, like, his story, and how he says to special kids. so for him to, like, go and say that, I'm, like,
1: that's kind of weird
0: for him to do that, so it's, like, I just hope that, you know, it improves, I hope, you know, obviously, he's okay, and that he improves, but it's just, you know, He's. we built such a culture and we, you know, like you said, we kept those core players and, you know, everyone's, you know, bought into the culture and who we are, you know, in Buffalo. So it's like, I just want him, I don't want him to lose the locker room. Like that's my biggest fear is that, you know, people are just going to get frustrated or, you know, players are just going to start calling out each other and things like that. So that's my fear of like, I hope that's not where we get, but, you know, I think we've been pretty resilient. Um, I've been a little worried about, you know, I feel like people have been kind of questioning Dable's play calling and especially me, like sitting where I was, So I was at the head game and I was sitting um, right in the end zone. And it's like, I kept seeing us like run the ball. I'm like, why are we running the ball? Like, I'm like, it's not working. So it's just, you know, I think there's, you know, been a little bit of a question there. of You know, why are we being so conservative? You know, the theme been you know, let Josh cook. I think that's what we really just need to do is just let Josh follow out and like make the decisions out there.
1: What were you asked, Charles? Because I kind of, you know, the last thing she said there, I agree with. Obviously, I feel like they need to kind of unleash Josh. But, but before we kind of start talking about the offense, and before we start talking about that, like just the coaching staff, where, where were you you kind of in, in agreement, or you think we all overreacting, or, or you know, well, again, this don't sound like it. it sound like you like, man, nah, they tripping.
3: <laughs> oh man, it's it's tough because I mean, I'll be honest, you know, the pendulum swings so much, right? Uh, mm-hmm. from a from a coaching standpoint, I just think they got hit in the mouth. I think McDermott got uh, Belichick in his head. Um, you know, this team hasn't been able to uh, finish teams off, right? Like we 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 saw last year late in games. Um, and we all have to keep in perspective that the NFL, the margin of victory is so small. Like last year, you know, we got a little magic, like things will go our way in late in games and so forth, right? This year, We're not having it, and and if you take the emotion out and you look at it in a vacuum, you'll say, man, in these games, outside of being blown out one time, we're like a play here, a play there, and that's just the way the NFL goes. So when you're losing, it's easy to point the finger at the coaches' staff and say you're not getting it done, right? But in a win, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, Statistically, they're kind of where they were last year from an offensive standpoint. Josh is right on – right in – on schedule with what he did last year yards per completion uh you know how much he throws the ball down the field how much mm-hmm. we run the ball as an offense all that stuff is the same as last year um you know it's just it's just a little different so yeah McDermott got a little conservative like I'll say that um but it's the same and I think it comes down to execution and personnel at this point um I didn't agree with the challenge flag that was that was trash Dumb. uh and, and you know Dumb. everybody wants to point the finger at the defense right a lot you know we hear we heard a lot of that and, and it's like yo they only gave up 14 points now 200 yards on the ground is inexcusable but for the context of how many times they ran the ball one big run you're like okay this is not a defensive issue now we know they have holes on defense but you gotta look at the offense and and jay spence bro the king you know even back last year i said hey People don't like this, but they do need a running back. And they do need help on the interior offensive line. And when you dance with the devil, sometimes you get burned. And Brandon Bean, in my, in my opinion, he got burned on that. And uh, they they put too much pressure on Josh Allen. And if they continue to do that, I think it's going to stunt his long-term growth, not from a personal standpoint, but from a team standpoint. So you have to be able to be balanced on both sides of the ball. If you can't do that, then you're going to
1: have issues. See, my concern is, is just that um... – it doesn't seem like so. Like last year, there was an energy about the team. Like there was like a even when when we lost the game against um, the Cardinals and even when because we had a couple of losses last year, you know, it, it still didn't feel as low as it feels right now. And the team just had this energy. They had this confidence. They had the swagger. And I hate using the word swagger, but they had the swagger that was like. OK, we still going to do this thing. we about to we about to go on a run and run through this thing. Now, when you're listening to these interviews, you see or hear the frustration. Um, granted, some of the questions are out there. Like, you know, we, we got the Jerry question where it got Micah and Jordan kind of in their, um, You know, it got, I don't want to say in their fillers, but it got them upset and or frustrated enough to visibly see them uncomfortable. It, it's to the point now where guys aren't just, you know, you don't see the same bubbly Josh. You don't see him smiling and. And like, you know, you don't see it. So my concern is not even necessarily the talent. It's not the team. It's not. It's it's the the actual the energy in the building. Um, Victoria, when you when you look at the team, is that a concern for you? Do you do you kind of look at the team like, well, how do you see that? Like the cohesiveness of the team this year?
2: Yeah, it's like a 180. Like you said, after the Cardinals game last year, that heartbreaking loss, Everything turned around. It's like that pushed the team to kind of say, hey, we got to wake up. That was a tough loss. And here's the things we're going to work on. They worked on it and executed their game plan. This year, we've got tough loss after tough loss. And every single interview, it seems, after the game, they're saying the same thing. We just didn't execute. There's some things we got to work on this week. We'll execute it next week. We need better execution. That's a word I keep hearing all the time. But it's more this somber, like, hey, maybe we'll be able to do it. Almost like, as we've already hit on, those expectations going into the season were so large and looming that now they're kind of like, oh, it's too late almost. We've already hit on that. Is it too late to fix the things that we need to fix? Probably. It's a little bit scary, and the the energy is definitely just a complete 180. I don't know if that has to do with the coaching staff, as we've, we've already hit on, but it's something.
1: And then you know, on the same thing, and I, I'll, I'll swing this over to to Sterl's real quick. So on the same type of topic, and then I'm actually actually want a Dub's input on this too. Also, a, a thing that that feels different than last year. I know last year we had the thing with, um, and I, now I can't think of his name because I'm having one of those moments. The, the offensive lineman that we ended up cutting. Come on, help me somebody real Quentin quick. Quentin Spain. Quentin Spain, right? So I know he he well. kind of came out publicly and said some stuff, and ended up getting released, right? This year, though, players are like literally talking online. like, you know, Isaiah McKenzie voices displeasure on a couple of things and then voiced some some shocking, you know, or that he was shocked that that's why he found out he was inactive because the coaching staff didn't trust him. And then you see other players being very vocal this year. And it just seems like there's a lot of distractions outside in. Is that something that that, that you're looking at like? kind of what Victoria was saying, but then, like I said, taking it a step further, now the players are actually being vocal outside, of, not just Coach McDermott, not just the way that the media is talking, but then also the players themselves are actually kind of showing a little crack in the armor. Yeah, so it's uh, it's the remember the Titan syndrome,
3: baby. Like, look, Victoria hit it on the head. Like, last year, we had the, the momentum and things were going good, and it's real nice when you get those W's, you stacking them, right? But when adversity hits, you know, how how do you get back up as a team and and you got to look at it and say yeah some of the cohesion that they had last year is definitely not there this year and mm-hmm. and players are starting to look at you know it last year it was it was kind of like you know how the NFL protects its players you know we protect the shield and la 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 or the police force or whatever you want to call it in organizations but now it's like they're looking at each other and they're saying you're not getting it done I'm not getting it done and maybe that's something they've done behind closed doors but now it's coming out It starts at the top. So when you see McDermott on the sideline yelling and kind of out of composure, that trickles down to the team. And Mm -hmm. I I think it comes to a point of, you know, they they know the expectations they had. But, again, they're not used to being in this position back against the wall. They've lost that. Last year it was cool because we lost to Houston – the in the playoffs the year before and so everything that the bills did josh allen was a, a rising superstar in the league right and we had all this like oh everything's cool and you know but now it's like we we it's like we expect to be here or we, we, we're not thankful for where we are and, and the challenges that that the season presents so we have to kind of again take the emotion out and look at it okay the bills are still a good football team we just don't we we, pers- we got personnel issues and, and when everything doesn't go right we see those issues magnified. So uh, they got some work to do in the offseason. Not going to lie. So, I, like, I, like I said before, we, we jumped on here. I'm just kind of here to see how it all unfolds. Where
1: are you at with that, A. W. Because, like I said, I want your your input on that too. Do you do you kind of feel like the team is unraveling in the sense of in comparison to last year? Not just obviously the winning versus the losing, but more so the attitude, the the energy that you see from the coaches, staff down to the players.
0: Yeah, because I feel like last year, it's like, we're always, you know, obviously, we're always used to being the underdogs. And, you know, last year, we really harped on like humble and hungry. And I feel like that's kind of the attitude that they always have. That's like, they always had like extra, extra try, you know, to try to be good. So when we did have, you know, losses, like to the Cardinals, it was like, well, you know, we lost, but we still, you know, we did our best. And we're just going to come back and be tougher next time. But it's like this year, I don't think I'm not feeling the humble and hungry part anymore. Like, you know, it's like kind of like you guys were saying, it's like, oh, well, we didn't execute. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. But it's like it doesn't seem there's like that bounce back like they had last year. And that's the part that I think is kind of it's starting to spread. It's not just like one person. It's starting to spread across the team. And like Sterl said, I think it's trickling down. So when you see kind of like a little bit of, you know, being unstable at the top and, you know, how McDermott's been handling it, you start to see how other players are starting to handle it and it's like you know maybe they do talk about it you know maybe they keep that stuff for the locker room and things like that but I think you know they're starting to get frustrated and obviously they haven't been in this position where they have their back against the wall like this so I feel like now it's like they might not know how to express themselves in any other way so you know I don't know how it's going to unravel but I hope that you know someone somehow can kind of reel everyone back in.
1: Y'all you got me feeling down this show. I'm, I'm I came in here needing some energy for tomorrow and y'all got me you got me going nervous now. I don't know. It's the
2: safe
0: Excuse place. You. you said we could talk about what we want to talk yeah. about. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's that's not always happy stuff to talk about. So
1: no, no, I'm with you. It's a safe space. I I guess so like I said before coming in here, um for me the thing is I look at the team and I still see the team that I saw coming into the season. I still see Stefan Diggs as being Stefan Diggs. Like when he gets the ball in his hands, he does amazing things. Cole Beasley hasn't been playing up to what we're used to seeing Cole Beasley play. Now, I don't know if that's partially to injury. I don't know if that's play call. I don't know if Josh Allen and and you know and Cole just aren't on the same page. I don't know what's going on, but he's not playing up to par. But the thing is, at any moment, we can see the same old Cole Beasley. We can see the same old Stefan Diggs. We can see the same old. So the thing is. The defense playing the way that they're playing, I know that we have the type of offense that can put up points when, when they get on it, they get on it. So I'm, I'm just not as nervous. So, you know, while I'm like, look, this is a safe space for everybody. Tell me how you feel. At the same time, it's just like, wow, I'm shocked because I still see the team as being. Look, I can't sit here and say we're the best in the AFC because we haven't been playing like it. We're seven and five for a reason. We haven't been playing like the best team. But honestly, God. If if the playoffs started today, there's not a team that I would be afraid to face. Now, I get it. We lost this Sunday or this past Monday. I, I, I get it. We lost against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not afraid though. Like I feel like we have the pieces to win. I just don't think they're using the pieces the way they're supposed to be used to win. So let's let's pivot real quick. Cause we got we got a K K-gun coming in at 7 30, or not seven thirty. I'm out here on the West Coast, yeah. So I'm saying uh in Mountain Standard time. So I'm saying um, 7.30 is actually 9.30 Eastern time. She's going to jump in from down there in Tampa. She's down there for the game tomorrow. And then we're going to pivot to talk about the Tom Brady matchup against Josh Allen. So, but, but before we do, let's, let's kind of stick to where we're at. Like, this is how I see the team. So am I, am I just like being overly a, a, a fan? Like, a am I being a homer that much that I, I really can't see the real? No, and, and I think whoever. you see it right. I think you see it right. I mean, they're still a good football team and
3: everybody, well, well everybody in the AFC is kind of where the bills are. every team has flaws. There's no great team. It's just when you expect the defensive line to be better than it is or the offensive line to be better than it is, it's hard to to take a dose of reality. So no, I agree. like what you're saying is totally true there's there's no wrong opinion here. It's just we just want to see them be more productive and get some more W's and and be the the team that that we expected them to be at the beginning of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we're our own worst enemy sometimes. Like, yes,
2: absolutely. Songwagon. I think that we are, I completely agree still that we're still a fantastic team. I think what's happening too is that all three phases of the game are on at different points. The defense does their job. The offense can't do their job. Special teams is a mess. We can't recover from that. And the other two phases, the offense is crushing and the defense is giving up points. It's, it's no one can, not one phase can get on the same page in the same game. And it's, it's really, really frustrating to watch. And you're frustrated because we know, like we already said, the team can do it. We have a talented, talented roster in all three facets and they just cannot get on the same page.
1: And it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating because you know that, like we, like you just said, we have the talent. We have everything that we need, but for some reason it's just not clicking out. Now, now, this past Monday, um I finally did get a chance to go back and watch it prior to coming on the show. And the one of the things that I can say is I'm not as I'm not as angry with the players. I'm not as angry with the team. when When you look at the game and you look at the weather conditions and you look at how the game turned out, obviously Bill Belichick knew, look, ain't no way. Mac Jones is gonna come out here and throw and do the thing. So we're just gonna run it, and we're gonna hope that, damn it, the bills can't score. That's what he said. That's basically what he said. And what ended up happening uh, is that the weather really did get the best of of the passing game for Josh. It got the best of the kicking game and and we also just weren't able to we weren't able to move the ball. That's a very good defense over there. Now, if the weather wasn't like that, You can't make me believe that even with that defense being a very good defense, Josh Allen can't put up 21 points against that team. So again, this is why I don't feel... Because the thing is, we're not built to run. Even though we're in Buffalo, build a damn dome. Even though we're in Buffalo, we're not built to run. We're built to pass. The New England Patriots are built to run. So in games like that, if that's the AFC championship game, I'm sorry, Bills fans, we just lose. Because we're not built to play that type of football game. But if you you give... Josh Allen, fifty degree weather, with with slight winds, you can have snow if you want to. Guess what's gonna happen? He's gonna eat. He's gonna eat like it's a buffet. Y'all remember Ponderosa? He's gonna eat like Ponderosa. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it's gonna be. I just I just don't know. I don't know. Anybody could jump in here
2: build the dome i just wanted to, to reiterate that
1: <laughs> build damn i'm, I'm so
2: sick of this football is meant to be played in the elements we're up we're up that's what to- football's about okay we get it we get it. it's not 1960 anymore Build the dome man <laughs>
0: i got to experience like the both extremes of it so i was in new orleans i got to go to the dome for that game and then i was same it was
2: beautiful they're
0: in Buffalo for the Patriots game and it was like night and day fan experience like I get people love the snow and we're built for the elements and it's like honestly it would be just so nice to go watch a game and not have you know wind burn and be freezing your tail off but that's just me I
2: don't know but build a dome
1: well Charlie says that domes makes gyms build soft teams uh how do you feel about that
2: i hate the word soft my I gosh do too. Enough. I do too. it doesn't everyone's like oh we drafted josh to throw in the, the cold weather oh what what happened why don't we That's look it. up his stats in the games where there's been really bad weather rain wind etc we don't have an advantage it's all made up and there are there's no data to back up to back that stuff up that you have a home field advantage if you're playing in bad weather yeah
3: i i I don't think you know the 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 dome makes gms build soft teams i don't agree with that i mean it's just you know every team has flaws and unfortunately you know we're just one dimensional right now uh i have all the confidence in the world that brandon bean this off season is gonna he's gonna shake it up and we're gonna be talking that shit just like we always have uh come this off season like let's get real like yo like the bills can be anybody in the league like for real we gotta quit playing they can I mean, it just we just want them to like we, but we don't know like so who cares man look get better in the trenches yeah we gotta get better there you can't and the thing is like a lot of fans and we kind of get wrapped in this idea that like you could build a, t- a whole team in the off season and you can't do that you just cannot do that and so positive you know the NFL salary cap is you know we're, they're getting more mm-hmm. money so we're gonna have more flexibility like there's there's we could save you know 17 million dollars and, and and make it some some roster moves like the bills have flexibility to make moves whatever that is I don't know what their game plan is going in but we want to talk about like draft capital you want to talk about like uh you know what Brandon Bean has done in the drafts like he kills it so I'm cool with that like I'm cool i'm just ready for it to unfold and unpack but th- to say that you know a dome makes soft teams i don't agree with that uh you know we just look we just some players away on both sides of the ball just like every other team is and that's that's the beauty of the nfl right is that you just never know
1: <sighs> well first you bring up a good point about the salary cap that's exciting yeah. because Um, You know, everybody thought that it was going to it was going to be a smaller increment. So, you know, that what that does is it opens up things for teams like the Bills who feel like we're that close and we kind of were crunched. It felt like we made some difficult decisions decisions this summer because of the cap space. Now this year we can hopefully try to attract some more talent to go along with the team that we have. Josh Allen is already paid. I think they're going to extend. I know some people in the in the um, comments aren't going to like this. I don't care. I think they're going to extend my man Tremaine Edmonds. So it's looking like the, the, the money that needs to be spent will have the room to spend it plus bring some people in on that offensive line maybe um replace star do we do we need to replace star
3: look i don't think you need to replace him until you have a a backup that you're sure that can produce i mean look we when they signed star we knew what he was coming in he's not one of those guys that's going to fill up a stat sheet star plays a role they very much believe in the 111 you know this isn't a team that that pins their ears back and they go after the quarterback now do they need to be better on defensive line absolutely now that's to be said, but stars, I mean, he's, he's all right. You know, he's, he's a, he's a good starter, average starter. Can, can he be better? Absolutely. Can they find somebody out there? We're going to see, but I'm not ready to, to, to let go of star so we can have a, a, you know, a a open door coming up the hole, man. I, I
1: can't, I can't do that yet. Yeah. Yeah. What you thinking, Vic?
2: I agree with the with with that. I do, and I kind of am indifferent because we haven't seen him play that much this season. Which that's probably part of why you're saying that. But mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's it's kind of tough because then you you kind of have PTSD from you know the other side of the ball letting go some of our offensive linemen and look at where what they're doing now, and that that hurts. So I'm almost like. Eh, don't want to be too quick to say, yeah, we should let him go.
1: I think that that's the thing, though. I think in general with everybody, we have PTSD. Be- yeah. Like with <laughs> everything that we're talking about, like because and that's what I kind of talked about Tuesday on the, on the Code of Conduct is that there are still it's a portion of the fan base that still has somewhat of a negative, um, you know, just a negative attachment or a negative way of seeing things when it's like, come on. Y'all got to chill, man. Like we're better. So but what we're going to do, we're going to pivot. Uh, hold on. Sorry. We're going to pivot. Um it, it's, it's halfway through the show, so we're going to switch to Tampa Bay now. We're going to try to talk about what we can do to win. Before we start talking about the game, I'm going to bring in my home.
3: Hey, hey.
1: Girl. Oh, K-Gun is down in Tampa right now. What's going on? <laughs> I'm going
0: to be honest. I can't hear anything out of you guys are seeing right now. This vibe is wild, and i got to see if I can turn my –
1: Oh. oh, she left. Yeah. Uh, she, she kicked herself out. <laughs> she was like, "Let me see if I can turn my bye and it was it. So she's gonna pop back in here. And when she does, uh, we'll, we'll get her perspective on some things. But so let's talk about it. Tom Brady. He's he's basically owned us. He has basically owned us. Um, you know what? Wait, she's right back on. <laughs> I thought I was
0: yeah. turning my camera around, guys. I'm sorry, um, but let's take a look at. I don't know
1: if you guys can see that's it. That's amazing. Oh
0: yeah, we can. That's amazing. Wow. We are wilding out here in, in Tampa city. All right, I'm going to go guys. I, uh, I can't <laughs> hear you. It was nice to right. see you. Let's go back. We'll be go crazy. Go
1: Have fun. <laughs> okay, so city, it's funny. Y'all. Like She literally popped in. I can't hear anything you're saying. I'm leaving by. <laughs>
0: Tampa city, that's a new one. <laughs> that no, that's Kudo. Cool, um, I'm
1: glad that, you know, and, and before we, okay, so before we get into the game, so we're going to start with Tom Brady, but before we do, can I just say like this season, the Bills fans have absolutely impressed me. Not, I mean, and they impress me every year, every year. Bills Mafia is impressive to me. Can I tell you how we traveled this year in a way that I don't think that we, you know, it's like, yo, it feels like a home game everywhere we go just how amazing is that and and i feel like all three of you have been at you know well did you go just to the the, uh steelers game or did you go to multiple no i just went to that one this year okay so um i know victoria and and adubs just kind of mentioned how they were in kansas not kansas city good grief uh down in new orleans real quick let's just talk about the feeling that day like how the crowd and and how the fan base traveled and made that a home game
2: it was amazing it was amazing. And it the Saints, I, I was there. I have friends that live in New Orleans, and they were at the game. They were shocked at how well we traveled. The section I sat in had fans from Buffalo, like probably three, four of the rows I was in was all Bills fans. And you looked around and you saw a bunch of blue and red. And I don't know. It was incredible. It honestly was. It was great.
1: I think that's so dope. What, how, how, what's your memories of it? I know you had a good time, Ada. Like, I, I remember you had a good time. So talk to me about I it. had a great
0: time. And it was just so cool. So I went through, Um, I went with k Gun. We went through uh, Fans of Buffalo, which that was a phenomenal experience. So if you're thinking of doing an away game, like, absolutely do it with them. You know, they take care of everything. So I just wanted to shout out to them. But um, it was so cool. So we got there that Wednesday, the day before. And they had a parade, like a Bill's Mafia parade with like a band and everything. And you look on Bourbon Street and kind of like all through the French Quarter. And all you just see is like Cesar Blue. It's just all Bill's Mafia. We had like a giant black party, you know, people breaking tables in the street. Like it felt really like just at home. I'm like, we're just, we took Buffalo and we put it down, you know, in New Orleans. And it was just such a cool experience. You know, Josh's family was there. So that was really cool to, you know, have them come to the tailgate. And kick it with us, but um it just you see how much like this fan base really loves this team and that they'll travel, it doesn't matter where it is, like they're gonna travel and they're gonna go support. And I think that's really dope.
1: I just need the Bills to pick it up. I need it to be the Bills and the Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl. And I don't think y'all will understand what that would do for me. Like if if that were to happen, I don't I don't think you would understand. My heart might quite literally explode. So like, I need that to, I need that to happen. So, but let's get into this game. So, so K- Gun just kind of popped in and tried to report from Tampa real quick. It was really like one of those hurricane videos where people, they can't, they can't hear you and they're just like out there with madness going on. Uh, but so we got Tom Brady tomorrow and he's owned us for his career. What are we expecting? Is it more of the same tomorrow? Or do you think that this defense is legit enough to kind of contain Brady to an extent and, and this offense can turn it around and pull us out. Let's start with Sterles on this one.
3: Oh man, you gotta start with me, okay? Uh, so Brady, man, it's just hard, dog. It's 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 like I'm speaking from hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> like Brady just does some some bad stuff to us all the time, man. And and it's funny because you know you you hear Brady and Gronk. You know Gronk is excited for this game. Tom Brady is excited for this game. Like he. His whole like MO is to stick it to the Bills. Like he he just knows that like you know he's gonna come here. Well, we're he's gonna we're gonna go down there and he's just gonna he gonna do it to us. So is there a chance to win? I'm not picking the bills to win this game, but is there a path to do that? Absolutely. Um I, I think you should the Bills should kind of come out with some 10 personnel. Uh, you know, make use Gabriel Davis more, make them make them uh you know they, we're going to see a lot of zone, right? They're going to put a lot of zone. They're going to try to put pressure on Josh Allen, but I, I think Josh is the game where you guys were mentioning let Josh cook. Where you know I'm cool with we don't have more than ten rushes from the running backs this game, and just kind of let Josh just throw it around the field. You know, make them be honest, right? Uh, we have one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league for a reason, or dual threat wise. Let just go out there. You know what? Throw this, throw the book out, and just let's let's just play football tomorrow because um, you know you you. This is a perfect game to get your mojo back. You know when I have them, the movie Stella Got Her Groove Back? You can get your groove back on Sunday if you come out there and punch these boys in the mouth. So that's what they're thinking. They're not thinking, oh, man, Tom Brady's going to eat us alive. Fans, we think that, but the, the, the players aren't thinking that. So, yeah, like the Bills can win. Will they win? Will they execute, like Victoria mentioned, all three phases? Well, that's what we're going to remain
1: to be seen hey dubs i see you over there nodding your head so i take it that you're in agreement with that can you kind of just share your feelings on that
0: yeah you know i think it just c- turns that d- up comes down to like which bills team are we going to get tomorrow you know are we going to get one that's like real fired up that wants to punch him in the face and it's like yo we're out here we're going to let josh do his thing we're going to get this dub or are we going to be like how we've been you know last week where you know we're a little bit rattled you know we're playing conservative and things like that so i think could we win? I absolutely think we could. Like if everyone, if each phase of the game and we truly played the way we can up to our ability and executed properly, I think absolutely we could win. But I just don't know if we can just make that turnaround that quick from last week. I hope that we do, but I don't know that it's going to
3: happen. Can we put last week into perspective real quick before <laughs> we continue, because there was nothing absolutely nothing the Bills could have done better in terms of a game plan. Like they, they, they couldn't run the ball, throwing the ball. Josh, I mean, Josh Allen was still throwing dimes. I mean, the wind was howling. You got snow coming down. We're just not, you know, a, a running football team. I mean, so, so, so like we not, not, this is not against you, dub but this is just in general. Like let's take ourselves out of it and, and look at the elements played a, a big factor, like, like the King mentioned. If we played this game in a 50, 60, 70 degree weather, we beat the Patriots. And we're gonna whoop that ass in a couple of weeks. Like, oh on, on God. Oh on God, we're gonna get them back. So look, last week was we gotta throw it out the gotta throw it out, man. It, it's not the norm. That that junk is crazy. So I'm going you know, I'm gonna get in here and start cussing. <laughs> <laughs> and there no, were some no, throws right. that
0: it's like being there in person. Like, do like you just saw some throws and it's like, Especially the one to Stefan, like you saw it going to him, and then the wind, like just like carried it. I'm like, if this wind was not here, like that was got him all day, he would have got it. So I agree, agree. with you for sure.
1: And I still say dome, and I'm only bringing that up now because Charlie's in the comments still trying to be a, he's trying to be a third on my side. He's talking about, yeah, he was throwing dimes, so no need for a dome. Absolutely a need for a dome. Are you kidding me? Don't nobody want to go out there and sit in that, and the players don't want to play in that. Go yeah. back and look at the interviews for the post game when the players, mm-hmm. when the Bills had the snow game against the Indianapolis Colts a couple years ago. Go back and listen to what the players said. Nobody enjoys playing in that stuff. Like, I don't know why y'all feel like that's football weather. It ain't Football weather, you know what that is? It's just a, it's something crazy that we have taught ourselves that we have to believe because you're supposed to be tough and sit in the cold and freeze. And no, I'm black. I don't like to be cold, and I can't speak for everybody. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm gonna just tell you, there's a reason that I moved from Buffalo. My knees and my back don't enjoy the cold. It don't make me soft. I still got hands for the coldest of them. If you want to come see the boy pull up. But when it comes to the snow, when it comes to the cold, I ain't got no time to be outside wet. That don't mean that I'm soft. It means yeah. that I don't like the damn cold. What? It don't, it don't mean I'm hey, soft. It hey, don't mean I'm
3: soft. Look, look, we black, but hey, when I get out the car, I be making faces. Uh Bruh, <laughs> I be like, yo,
1: and this morning, yo, real talk, because, you know, in Phoenix, it's hot. So, like, this morning I got up, and, and this is how bougie I done got. It was, like, 49 this morning. I got up at, like, 5-something to take my dogs out, and it was, like, 49. And I'm like, Jesus, I need to throw on a, a – like, what am I doing out here? So, So, no – Don't nobody want to go and sit in that when it's windy. Kristen was talking about it last week. She was talking about how her face was like burning off. And Ada was talking about it earlier. Like she got windburn on her face because she wanted to sit outside for four and a half hours for a football game that her team still lost. Like I'm gonna sit outside for that and y'all gonna lose. Hell no. Hell no. Y'all better get that dome. Build that damn dome for Josh Allen. Do it. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't even enjoy a hot dog in that weather. Like,
3: get the <laughs> no. out of there. And you I don't even like hot, hot dog. dogs. I don't even want to hot dog.
0: Hell no. Like, well, man, the only good part about that game was catching Saran Neal after his special teams play. That was like the whole highlight oh, of the whole game.
1: That did it for you. That warmed you up for <laughs> that the. That did night. it for me. That warmed me
0: up. <laughs> warmed my heart
1: yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's Richard Russia. Well, yo, Richard Rush said, well, I'm white. What's my excuse? Listen, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't making <laughs> <laughs> They, they want to play igloos, bro. That, that's that best Lombardi.
3: Yeah, see, y'all are built for that. They built for that. Like, they could be out there. I love there. Rich. Hey, he, he, that's my homie right there. They could be <laughs> out there with all that. We can't do that. But look, equator, bro. We and friends. Joe be ready.
1: Yo, Joe be, I love Joe so much. Joe be ready for the cold. He be like, oh, <laughs> no, nah, man, you got to come back to Buffalo in January. We going to, and I'm like, Joe, I'm uh, not coming back. to.
2: <laughs> there's a reason why the tickets for the games are on StubHub for $10
0: when it's cold out. <laughs> People were giving one. I remember one year someone man. gave me four tickets yeah. for free because they're like, "We're not sitting in the snow." I said, "Well, I'm
1: not either," so I well. <laughs> look, yo, I, when I was there, when I was there, I had people the day of the game calling me like, "Yo, you want these tickets? I just give them to you." And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm straight. Trust me, I'm good." Bro,
3: look, Joe Joe Miller is the kind of dude. It could be snowing, and my guy will be out there with shorts on and flip flops. That's I, what Jamie, bro. No, that's what. You, yeah, it's like his yeah, sister so, just said that. White people y'all put some damn lotion on, man. <laughs> I ain't trying to I ain't trying to see that, dog. Like your ankles be looking like uh like Elmer's glue, dog. Like y'all going to have what? to put some lotion on them things, bro. <laughs> them dogs be struggling, man. Like oh. Elmer's
1: glue, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going. To. Let's talk about this game. We got 15 minutes left. Let's talk about this game. So, Antonio Brown still suspended. So that's one weapon we don't have to worry about. Uh, they got a running game, though. They got a running game. Uh, Vic- Victoria, what you we're, <laughs> were. I don't even know how to ask this because I have a couple of things that I'm worried about tomorrow. I'm going to be honest with you. Tom Brady just. Tom Brady is surgical when it comes to playing against the Buffalo Bills his entire career. I don't care if it was the best defense we've ever had or the worst defense. He's just surgical. Like it doesn't seem to matter. Gronk. I looked at his numbers. He has 15 games career wise against the bills and he has over a thousand yards receiving and and like it was 69 receptions go figure 69 receptions over a thousand yards. And like, I think it was like 12 touchdowns for 15 games. So that's a season. Like that's a, he got a pro bowl season out of a tight end <laughs> for against the Bills. What are your th- what are your fears of tomorrow? What, what got you nervous?
2: Definitely Tom Brady is y'all already hit on. He's just he's still on fire. I don't know what kind of deal he made with the devil, but it's working. It's annoying still that he's still just popping off, throwing. He has a, plenty of games this season with four or more touchdowns, passing touchdowns. It's just It doesn't make any sense so obviously still worried about Tom but there's teams that have shown they he can be beat the Saints beat them with Trevor Simeon I mean Washington beat them I mean there are ways to beat this team and that's why I still have this little sliver of confidence that we can bounce back in this week this would be the week to bounce back you already mentioned Leonard Fournette he's crushing it not only is he doing well on the ground for them He is a threat in the backfield as a pass-catching running back, and he's doing it very, very well. Tom Brady trusts him. Gronk back, that's scary. He's good for one or two touchdowns every single game when he connects with Brady. And he doesn't even necessarily have to have that – a ton of yardage down the field. He's always going to be that red zone threat. Mike Evans, huge red zone threat. And Mm -hmm. all of this – Chris Godwin, these guys are playmakers, and that's the scariest thing if we can't control – them in the red zone and hold them to three points instead of them scoring a touchdown it's going to be tough sledding for us but if we can mm-hmm. their secondary though is where you can beat them go ahead well you know
1: this. what wait because i don't want to cut you off but i yeah. felt you getting ready to pivot so before you talk about their defense a little bit yeah on that offense you got to remember this is the first game we're actually going to be able to see the difference that trey white makes
2: Oh, that's what I had that I had that coming too. It's so 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 true and worrisome because we didn't get to see. We didn't have to worry about it last game three. I don't want to say this out loud. Three passes attempted last week. I mean, <laughs>
1: there was lost. no worry. Yeah. <laughs> and we lost. <laughs>
2: but yeah, that's definitely a scare. You gotta worry about is Dane Jackson gonna step up? Not too worried about Taron Johnson in the slot, but is, you know, is Dane gonna step up for us? I hope he can. He's shown he can. But this is a really really tough test for him.
1: All right, let's swing it over to a Dubs. Where are you at with it?
0: Yeah, you know what? And I talked about this with Joe on the Donut Bag Podcast. I'm convinced that, like, Tom Brady is like a swamp witch, and he, like, made a deal with somebody so he could, like, stay young forever and just keep, like, being out here throwing dimes. But um, I think he's, you know, he's a, he's a great. He he really is. Um, and I think that, you know, for some reason, he's always our kryptonite. I don't know why, but he is, you know. I think sometimes he gets into our head that's like, oh my God, we're playing Tom Brady. So, you know, I feel like I don't know if that's gonna be the case tomorrow, but I I don't know. But in you fairness, know, I do work. what's that?
1: I'm sorry, in fairness, he's everybody's kryptonite. Like he does this to everything. Yeah, it's not just the Bills. Like when you really go back and look at it, the dude he he had years where they just ran through the league. So go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I'm just saying in fairness, it's not just us. We ain't we ain't yeah, it's everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just like the pieces that he has around them, and he utilizes them all. Obviously, he, you know he's got Leonard Fournette, he's got Mike Evans, he's got Chris Godwin, he's got Gronk. You know he's gonna use them. I think they're gonna, you know, be really powerful. Um, can we stop them? You know, is the next man up gonna step up? You know, I sure hope so. You know, I think there's some upswing to them, but you know, obviously it's gonna really hurt not having Trey out there. But um, you know, I hope this is a bounce back week for us. I really do. Like everything I keep saying, like I just ho- I hope I'm wrong. And we go and have a really great game, but I just don't know what team's gonna show up.
1: Damn it, y'all wrong. I'm gonna tell you, Sterles, I'm coming on and say what you're gonna say, but I'm telling you, y'all wrong. My boy's gonna come and do the damn thing. Where you at, Sterles?
3: So it's a game of matchups. So you gotta look at, okay, Mike Evans, uh, you, you know, Levi Wallace is gonna be guarding him, right? Then you look at Chris Godwin, who plays in the slot, so Taron Johnson's gonna have his hands full, and Tyler Johnson's on the other side, so Dane Jackson's matchup shouldn't is not daunting at all. The thing that worries me the most is what Leonard Fournette does in the backfield. You know, can the Bills be stout and and, and kind of uh, you know put you know kind of pay attention to him in terms of making sure he doesn't leak out because Tom Brady is going to he's not Tom Brady he's not looking to throw the ball downfield all day. Tom Brady, and we've seen this for years. He's very much looking to, to check it down. He he's going to take the easy completion. He, he knows pre-snap what the defense looks like. He's played against McDermott a thousand times. He knows what it's going to look like. He knows what his matchups are. Will he take a couple shots deep this game? Yeah, he will. But can Taron Johnson keep up with Chris Godwin? I don't know. You know? Uh, So there's a there's a path but but fournette is the thing that I'm worried about i I really do like uh the matchup between Gronk and the linebackers you know uh I think I think Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano will be able to to not let Gronk have a, a big game so I think you're gonna they're gonna do their damage in the short to intermediate area. That's where they're going to do their damage. I don't, you know, we still got Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier who are all pro safeties. Like, let's not forget about that. So they're not going to let these guys beat them over top. So if the Bills can keep everything in front of them and get better at defending the end zone when they, when they get in the red zone, I think you, there's a path for the Bills to be successful. So just because it's Brady, I know we get all crazy, but you can win. There are ways where the, the defense can, can kind of limit Tampa Bay from from going off. So I fully expect if you if you had to look at the way the season's been going and the Bills lost to Bill Belichick last week, this is the game where magic can happen. We haven't had our magic this year yet. So let's let's go. Let's see what happens.
1: All right. Well, I gonna tell you all why y'all wrong, because one of the things that I look at is. I feel like the team is is they believe coming into this year they believed that they were a Super Bowl team, right, and I feel like right now the pressure is on them because they feel like a Super Bowl team, but now it seems like everybody has turned their backs on them so now I feel like the team is kind of in their minds have told themselves again like okay, now we're the underdogs again, yeah, Victoria talked about this earlier where she was talking about how last year we had that underdog mentality and how and you know and just how that mental played on the team and how it helped them for the rest of the year i feel like now everybody i mean the fan base the national media the local media the coaches talking weird like everybody seems to have been like okay we're not like literally i was watching all week i've been watching every single content creator not every single a lot content creator in buffalo a lot of people are picking against the bills right now like in our in our community everybody's picking against the bills it's, it's that point now where it's like, okay, now we're going to show y'all. We're going to show y'all what it is, and I think Josh going to come out, and he's going to be determined. I think he's going to be pissed off, and I think he's going to show it. Uh, so, I, in the defense, I'm ne- to be honest, I'm never worried about the defense, because in the grand scheme of things, yeah, if you want to say we got gashed, we had that one long run that I felt em- embarrassed about when you look at the one play. But if you look at the rest of the game, they, the, if you take that one play out, they average 3.4 yards per carry. The they, the Patriots did not kill us on the ground. They just ran every play on the ground. So, you know, in that one big play, inflated the the average of numbers. So when you say, yeah, they gave up five yards a carry, no, they did. They gave up one large play, and then they gave up three point four yards per carry. So I'm not concerned about this defense. I'm I'm just ready for the offense to wake up. And tomorrow is going to freaking happen because my man Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs is going to get their mojo back. My man Sterling was talking about Stella and guess what? That's where the groove is going to go right back to my man, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley going to go in there and he going to, he going to drop a verse. He got, he got bars for y'all too. He want to be a part of the magic too.
2: Still brought up too, uh Gabe Davis last game. He was making plays. He played 28% of the snaps. To me, that's kind of inexcusable because we're not seeing, like we've already hit on Sanders and Beasley. They're kind of just, they haven't been a huge part of the offense. Even Diggs, last year he led the league in I think receptions and yards, right? What are we doing? Get our guys that are making plays, get them the ball, especially against this secondary that is hurting right now. You can beat the Bucs through the air and that's our strength. So I want to see them Take it to the house. I want to see them do exactly what you're saying. Uh, I'm just nervous. Y'all are making me nervous.
1: (laughs) Well, so let's do this. Let's let's get our let's get our predictions going in and then we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. So Sturros can kind of get out there and party. He got some big plans tonight and uh, I'm going (laughs) to watch this fight. So let's let's go ahead and get this going. So let's start it off with a dubs. Where are we at? What's your score prediction and give me a, a stat line for Josh?
0: Um, I'm going to go 28, 24 bucks. I think it's going to be a tighter game. I think both defenses, uh, don't get mad. I think both defenses, you know, I think our defense is going to show up. I'm just a little concerned about our offense. I hope Josh gets a cooking. I hope still, I hope Spence is right. I hope Josh goes out. I hope he cooks and everything like that. Um, I think it'll be a big throwing day for him. You know, I think he might throw for maybe 350. So we'll see. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I really do.
1: Real quick, we're gonna finish going around this. I'm gonna ask this question the way, um, well, it's just why. If you had one thousand dollars and you had to bet it, who would you choose right now? This game just win win loss, one thousand dollars. Who would you bet on? The book. <laughs> <What? laughs>
3: yeah. That's it.
1: a no-brainer. <laughs> Dang, that's how y'all feel. The
2: dollars
3: yeah, Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. That's a lot of money.
2: And the Bills have been like that that ex-boyfriend you're on and off again with win-lose, win-lose. I mean, I can't trust it right now. Well, we don't you know see. what team is going to show up tomorrow. Like it's yeah.
0: just no way.
1: This is gonna be the team though. Tomorrow, this is gonna be the game that the ex-boyfriend is gonna come through. He's gonna have, he gonna, he gonna make he gonna get everything right. He gonna have the right music playing when you get in the car. He's gonna take you to your favorite restaurant. It's going he already gonna have the order done. Like, you're not even gonna have to order. It's just everything's gonna be perfect. He's gonna have your favorite song playing in the music. So I'm t- like, this is what's gonna happen tomorrow. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta be with me. Y'all gotta be with me. I can't be the only one excited for tomorrow. Uh. You, you, you can <laughs> come on man
2: we're in our we're in our feelings of being having that p t s d like we've talked about we're just we've we have no no uh positive <laughs> listen, thoughts right now what right, you
3: know, listen man <laughs> can i can i do a a a twofold prediction let me tell you mm-hmm. let me let me tell you what my heart says my heart says it ain't gonna happen tomorrow but let me tell you what the, the, the fanboy in me is talking about tonight. Look, Bills can absolutely come out here and, and handle these boys. Look, if if I had to uh I'm not putting my betting money on it, all right, but if I had to say when my fan goggles on, I I'll say the Bills can can get this dub uh 34-27. I think it's I think if where the Bills win, that's how they're gonna do it. And they're gonna throw the ball all over the yard. We we know that that uh, uh, the Bucks are kind of – they're not as stout in the secondary as they are up front, right? So they know they're not going to be able to run the ball. This is the best run defense in the league. So Josh is going to let – they're going to have to let him cook, let him run around the field, make plays. Josh is going to be fired up. This whole team is going to be fired up. They ain't got to worry about no damn wind. They ain't got to worry about rain and snow and Armageddon and all this old craziness. The only thing that we're not going to see tomorrow is a dildo being thrown on the field. That's the only thing we ain't going to see tomorrow. So the bill's going to come out. I'm gonna tell you all right now, the bill's going to come out. They're going to get it done 34-27. That's what's up. Never say never about the about Yeah,
2: I was going to say, it's <laughs> early, sir.
1: What's your hey. prediction, Victoria?
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. I want to see. I wanna go with our boys 27-24. I, I just hope Josh can get it done. Get him some design runs. Get him runs in the red zone. Get this man a rushing touchdown. I think I think I was listening to the shout podcast with uh Matt and Ryan when Josh has a rushing touchdown. Our win-loss record is like twenty-one and three or something of that of that nature. So just get the man in the end zone, let him do his thing. Yeah. I wanna see it. Twenty-seven twenty-four bills. Can we do it?
1: Yeah, no, I and wish we would need need do like heavy Josh dose of Josh running. Yeah, and we can. We can, we can do it, A-Dub. Yeah. Look, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm go out on a limb here and I'm going to say it's going to look like and it's going to feel like the Kansas City game. We're going to go out there and it's going to be like 34 to 20, 37 to 20, and it's going to be one of those games where you're going to be like, what the hell is going on with this team? Is this a Super Bowl team or is this a team that loses to the Jacksonville Jaguars? All week we're going to be talking about why are the Bills so inconsistent? They're great one week and then abysmal another week. That's going to be the storyline. I'm telling you, the Bills have all the talent in the world. We have the we have the top receiver. We got a top four, top three receiver, depending on who you talk to. I put him just outside the top three, but only because there's two, like it's just some nasty dudes in the league this year. So, but I mean, but Diggs is that dude. Josh Allen, top three quarterback. I don't care who you talk to. If he's not in your top three to top five, you might not be. You don't need to have a discussion with this person about football if you're like lower, you know, closer to 10 or past that. So I believe in our offense. I do. I don't believe in our running game, but I believe in our offense. I believe in Josh Allen. I believe in his defense and damn it. I believe in Sean McDermott. I didn't I wasn't happy last week, but I believe in them, and this is how it's going to go down. Before we get out of here, let me just go ahead and throw this over here to justincasebags.net. I know um, I didn't do this earlier. I should have done it earlier in the show, so it gives you a chance to go over and check out justincasebags.net. But we got something for everybody. Everybody down there in Tampa right now, y'all could probably use a bag right now because it has everything you need for the fellas and everything you need for the ladies. It got something just in case you're going to link up after the bar. It's something just in case you're going to link up after the game. You don't have time to go back to your hotel. Let's get jiggy with it Go ahead and get it going And then if y'all can do me a favor and head on over To on Weck and grab one of those Poyer for All Pro Or We Riot hoodies or t-shirts It's going down We, we got to get our guy there And if y'all haven't already p- voted for our players for the Pro Bowl If you're not going to vote for anybody Make sure we vote for Jordan Poyer Micah Hyde and Josh Allen to get there Because those guys absolutely deserve it this year And we're going to do the damn thing So Vic, let everybody know where they can find you And what you got going on
2: Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FFB underscore Victoria. I am doing fantasy football. Now. I'm a fantasy football analyst. So if you are playing fantasy, this is a big week, week 14, right before the playoffs. If you need advice, please just at me on Twitter, DM me. I'll answer your questions for start sit. You can find me on the football guys mailbag show every Wednesday at 7:30 p.m. Eastern as well.
1: All right. Steros, what about you, man? Let everybody know where they can find you. What you got coming up?
3: Uh, you can find me on the cover one network uh we're on the hoof live every tuesday night at uh, 9 p.m is where you can find me my uh i'm on twitter at furrow
1: sterling all right and a dubs big dubs go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you and if you got anything special going on
0: yeah so you can find me on twitter at bills babe 716. um we don't have any um the bills wafia babes we don't have any events really going on this weekend but i do know um I just want to give a shout out to Del Reed. I know he's having, um, there's going to be a watch party. I think it's Sports Bar 365. Don't quote me on the name, but basically the Buffalo Airport Hotel. We got some, um, the 26 Shirts has a new little kiosk in there. They got all kinds of cool, you know, shirts, swags, hats, bracelets. They got Bill's Mafia Babe stuff in there. So definitely go check it out. You know, between quarters, you can go shopping and stuff like that and watch the game. Del's fun to kick it with. There's trivia. I want a Stevie Johnson autographed picture last time so if you're not in Tampa and you want to go somewhere cool to check out the game you know head out there
1: Dale is like taking over the industry ain't he like he's he's doing everything I saw him today he posted helmets like like why is he selling helmets and I'm not saying that to be funny like I think it's so dope that he's literally doing everything
0: I didn't even know he was doing that that's awesome like
1: dude all right, and y'all know how I do it. It's your boy Jay Spence the King. You can find me on Twitter at Jay the King, and I represent that Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network as well as this YouTube channel. Do me a favor, y'all. Love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills, go, go Bills, Bills. Yeah, yeah, let's go.